From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Nico Coltrane. This is Film Club, a podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs spill a theoretical tea on a new movie. So these are spoiler-filled conversations. If you haven't seen the movie they're talking about, be prepared to learn far more about them than the trailers will tell you. For this episode, we're talking about the movie Tick, Tick, Boom. It is based on a stage musical of the same name written by Jonathan Larson. In the movie, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Andrew Garfield plays Larson as he attempts to break into the musical theater industry. Garfield was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance in the film, but when At Me producers Madison Knudsen and Daisy Carter got together to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, it was prior to the ceremony where Garfield did not win the award. Here's their discussion on Tick, Tick, Boom. Well, welcome to the Tick, Tick, Boom film roundtable. I am Madison Knudsen, and we have one other person joining us today. Could you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Daisy Carter, and I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom, because ever since I watched it, I've been like obsessed. Same. I loved it. When I watched it and then speaking of that what was your initial like reaction to the film so if I'm being honest I was really nervous because it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's work I love Lin-Manuel Miranda so I was nervous of like is it going to be good is it going to be bad like if it's good I'm going to be so happy but if it's bad I'm going to be so sad so it was just kind of that tentativeness going into it um and I'm happy to report that I absolutely love it and I'm so happy that he that like this is like his like director filmy debut and I was really happy about that yeah same I guess going into it I didn't really know what to expect because I'm not like super into like musicals and then I also kind of like didn't know about like Lin-Manuel Miranda's directing in the movie and like maybe I was like about to watch it so that kind of didn't affect me but I thought it was great it was really good and then um me not being into musicals it didn't really affect how I experienced it so yeah that's really funny because I I'm like trying to get into musicals and trying to get into like film stuff so it's a lot of media to cover at once but I thought this was a really interesting kind of like adaptation I also didn't know who Oh gosh, what's his name? Jonathan Larson. <laughs> Jonathan Larson. I also didn't know who Jonathan Larson was. And I thought it was like a really well-told story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad I know more about him. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, it's really great. And I didn't know going in that Tick, Tick, Boom was actually about his life, but like he made, it was like an actual musical this. So it was really interesting that kind of they had this, that could they could turn it into a biopic. It was really interesting. I thought that was that was cool. And then, um, so yeah, you said you had no previous knowledge of Jonathan Larson. Did you have any previous knowledge about Rent or anything like that? No. I, I well, I knew Rent was a musical, but I didn't know like that's a lot. I knew that it was about New York City in the early '90s or in like the late '90s, like just them like trying to figure out like life and stuff. Like I knew that it was very like personal kind of and I honestly was not expecting I did not know that Jonathan Larson died like I think the night before it was supposed to come out like I think that's when the waterworks like really started I was like oh my gosh I cannot imagine yeah because he he literally worked himself to death and that really breaks my heart mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's, that's a very interesting thing. Like I remember seeing that and that, yeah, that made me cry. I knew he had died, but I wasn't sure how he had died the day before his biggest musical. And it's like heart in pieces. Nope. Can't recover. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Literally. I knew a little bit about Rent going into this. I actually sang the one song from Rent. It was like the 5,000, 25,600 minutes or whatever oh, that. Right. Yeah. Get a little right. taste of my, you get a little taste of my singing voice there. <laughs> but it's, I think I haven't watched it yet. I really should now that I know this. So yeah. And then moving through, getting a little, I don't know, lighter, get a little fun question in here. Did you have a favorite musical number? the whole thing I know there's a lot of them that we can talk about gosh okay so something about me is that like I think like I think the best of stuff but in sections like I think like cinematography wise film editing wise I thought that the um the song where it's like no more like I can't remember the song but that song was so cool how it just like cut from like different like stuff and just the song was really cool I also really liked like the emotional scene where he's just like going to and like going through New York and finds his piano like that's also when like I bawled I was like oh my gosh like this is so sad Mm -hmm. um that like he's like giving up on his dream but then he finds a piano and he's like okay and I'm like <laughs> yeah. But um from a story standpoint, I thought that was that really moved me. And my favorite song is, is the beginning song. It's it's so catchy and like, you can't not like listen to it over and over again and like be bored of it ever. Yeah. I I love uh it's 3090 is the first song. And yeah. it's yeah. I think it's everyone can relate to it just growing older. I also really liked everything you said just uh, like emotional bits. I felt like they did really well on one sort of like emotionally packed number. I really liked was the swimming number where he like develops the song for his play at like the last minute. It's really great. And the editing was super solid there as well. Yeah. And I also, I'm a bit of like poser basic, but I liked therapy with Mm -hmm. Vanessa Hudgens and Andrew Garfield. I thought it's just a fun number um but then it's like cut in between relationship troubles and like real stuff and I thought that was really cool again what you said with the cuts that they do with no more and then with therapy as well I thought that was really cool and then we can get to the elephant in the room which is Andrew Garfield him his performance oh gosh this glorious beautiful magnificent elephant Yes, as you know, but the audience may not know, he was nominated for an Oscar recently. It was Best Actor for his performance in the film. So what did you think about his performance? Did you like like it? Did you hate it? I'm sure you hated it. What did you think? I loved it. I think like this just shows how versatile he is. And that's what I really like about him, that he can just melts into any role and I don't know if you knew this but I think the first scene that he filmed was that emotional scene so he didn't get any of the context clues of like the story like he just jumped into that and the fact that it still impacted me and was I didn't even know that before going into it like I was like wow I can't imagine like starting out with the most emotional like climax of the film um, and then doing the rest of the film 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I did not know that was filmed first. I know like films are out of order. They're filmed out of order, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's that just speaks to him. And then also talking about it, his, uh, his singing. What did you think about his singing? I know we may not be experts on singing, but what did you think? Yeah, I'm not an expert, but I did do choir for most of like my middle school and high school, which is why like I want to get into like musicals too, because I just never got into it then. I thought his singing was really good, um, especially for the track record of musical movies, casting really bad singers. I was so happy and so excited that like this movie like actually had good singers in it, which was nice. And I, I thought I thought his singing was was very good. But but I also already knew that he could sing because I heard that he was on Broadway. And I'm like, if you're on Broadway, like you yeah. have to at least know how to sing. <laughs> yeah, you got you gotta have some knowledge. Yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you. It's like can be very risky with movies and casting people. Uh, looking straight at Les Mis 2012. But yeah, I thought he did a great job. I thought his voice was very nice. I'm not an expert in any way about singing, but it sounded nice. Everyone sounded nice in the movie. And then his acting, like you said, is very impactful. He brought his A game. He just keeps getting better. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's all we can say because that's basically Tim. He's great. Yeah. yeah. And I think a best actor nomination is usually like an actor, an actress, or or even like for the Oscars, like it's recognition of a certain person after they've done like so many other works. And I feel like he 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 deserves an Oscar because he he's done so many roles. He's adapted and he's molded into so many different roles. I don't know. I I really hope he gets it. Yeah, so so many roles, even just this year. He did The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which he really good. Some people didn't like it, but I thought it was pretty good. And then just social network and all of that. He deserved yeah. it back then. And he's finally getting his recognition now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nice to see that. And especially also another point to add is you don't see a lot of uh, leads in musicals winning best actors. You just see like the serious actors the films with the most like impact that always win stuff so it's never like hairspray 2007 won best picture because mm -hmm. yeah or like la la land won well they almost won but <laughs> that was not a good <laughs> year so but yeah it's just interesting to see sort of a musical get its recognition and to show that other genres are also as important as other ones. And the fact that, like, again, I just love Lin Miranda to death. Like, I know a lot of people, for some reason, a lot of people don't like him, but I absolutely adore him. Um, and I respect all the work that he's done. And I also think he deserves every single award ever. I'm just so happy and so excited that he made his kind of like directing debut. I'm um, doing films and I'm so excited to see like what he comes up with next and like what what he does next because a lot of the creative stuff in the film came from his mind. He did this and you know he's known for his for his appearances and for his main acting stuff like in um in a lot of his shows and movies and it was just nice to see how much of an impact he can have behind the scenes. It was it was just really great to see that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he did a great job. And yeah, I hope he does more musicals. I'm not sure if he will or direct them at least. I'm sure he'll do many more. 
just producing and starring in musicals, but it'd be interesting. It'd also be interesting if maybe they did a Hamilton like live action musical and they like he directed it as well. That would be interesting. Um, How would that that work? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting sort of like a a West Side Story vibe where they like do kind of like gritty. It looks like sets, but it's like also background. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think I think we should maybe just stay with the pro shop for that one. But <laughs> yeah, and then to get a little bit more serious with our conversation and a little bit more spoilers territory now. So the AIDS crisis was intertwined with the plot of this movie, and it was really interesting for me to learn more about this this disease, this tragic disease that like affected so many people during its time and especially affects the characters of this musical uh, especially Jonathan but his best friends he reveals later in the movie that he has developed AIDS which is a big turning point for Jonathan and it affects them a lot even though they do experience kind of the AIDS crisis through their other friends we talk about it very like openly it's like someone really close to you so I thought that was really interesting so um what do you think about the AIDS crisis and their discussion of this and through this play and through Lin-Manuel Miranda's like directing and just everything they did? I think it was handled very well. And I'm really happy again, that they did kind of highlight this, this epidemic that happened. I think I watched a Dr. Fauci documentary, which he was like one of the leading doctors to like help create some, some sort of medical treatment for AIDS. And I didn't realize how impactful and how, and how many and how quick people like died from this disease. And I'm really happy that they kind of highlighted that because that epidemic was especially prevalent in New York. So I'm happy that it wasn't just an AIDS poster. And then it's like, ah, like, yes, like this is happening during this time. Like, I'm happy they kind of delved into how serious it was that one minute somebody was fine and the next minute they were diagnosed with AIDS and then the next hour they were dead. So I'm happy that how how they handled it in, in the movie. I, I agree. I thought it was really good for me to see this, especially since I did not grow up in the 90s. I had no knowledge of, well, not no knowledge of the AIDS crisis, but no firsthand knowledge seeing it play out. And especially like seeing it from Jonathan Larson's or at least like a fictionalized Jonathan Larson's point of view. It was really interesting to see how it affects friendships and just seeing your friends go through this. And then as you said, how fast it spreads and just develops. One of the friends at the diner, he was talking about how he like how it was developing and that he was doing okay, but you could tell something it was it was gonna spread very fast. And I thought that was a very interesting thing for them to add and very important as well for just people who was watching it. And then yeah. Do you think that this this discussion of the AIDS crisis, do you think it'll affect the Gen Z and maybe like younger millennials who were too young to remember the AIDS crisis? Do you think it'll like help educate them in a way or help them to seek, you know, education about it? Yeah, I think um, I think it would definitely spark an interest of like what happened and what that was. And it's kind of like sad that we were not taught this, which understandable why we aren't taught this is because it was mainly gay men who were affected by it so I know a lot of people don't want that in our education system but you know it's our history so I think this is this would kind of be a starting point for people to learn more about 
about the AIDS crisis, about how how impactful it was, how many how many artists we lost, how many people um, we lost because of the AIDS crisis. So yeah, I think this is definitely a good jumping off point to learning more about it because it is important to know. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of kids just need to learn about it. Not saying it's not a problem, but it's not as much of a problem now because we've learned ways to handle it or to get people the help they need, but with the disease. But it's still important to learn about it and to learn about also the discrimination that a lot of AIDS patients felt because a lot of there's a lot of misinformation about whether it was spread through touch. And so a lot of people were like not treated uh, fairly during the early stages. And I think that's something really important that we need to like teach. And along with teaching kids about not discriminating uh, against people's sexualities, that all goes together. And then to get a little lighter, what did you think about how the creative process was portrayed through this movie and through like Jonathan Larson's, you know, him creating the play throughout the movie what did you think about that did you relate to it in any way at all kind of actually because my creative process when I write short films or like scripts and stuff music is a big part of what I write like if I'm writing a scene or if I'm like in a scene or I'm trying to write a scene and I have to or and I think of a song like I have to listen to that song to hear how the scene plays out and I think people who write music are the coolest and smartest people in the world. I admire them so much because I can't imagine just like coming up with a tune or coming up with lyrics, like nothing. That just amazes me. So the fact that Jonathan Larson, he was just kind of going through his life and then he would be like this tune and this that, just like how I like sometimes like I'll be like cooking or baking or like doing something else. And I'll be like, this, this character should do this. And then I write it down really quickly. It was really cool to see the screen and like writer's block I thought was really cool to portray that like we said he didn't have a song until the day before and he like went for a swim and then he just had it and it was like okay like I got it and you know wrote it down I thought was really cool to see I definitely saw like my creative self in this which was really cool yeah I definitely agree looking at it face on like how can this one person create all these songs and just do that off the top of your head is like crazy to me. I I certainly can't do it. So I'm glad there's people who can and can create like awesome musicals out of that. But then like when you think about it, you can relate it to your own life. Like writing, I can just be walking around and be like, oh, I have an idea for like an essay I'm writing or I don't know, like just like anything. And that's kind of how it relates. But then also like, writer's block but then what comes with writer's block and stuff when you push yourself too hard is also burnout I thought that kind of it's not touched on as much but you can definitely get burnout from that and then I kind of related with that yeah also seeing how like he put on like this great performance and then nobody called oh I I that was another oh god I'm already crying that was a really big bawling moment for me because I'm like I cannot imagine working on a project putting your whole heart body mind and soul into this thing and have everybody tell you it's great but not give you the funds to actually do it gosh that 
that I, I don't know what I would have done. And I'm really scared for that day to happen for me as a creative person who like wants to like make films and stuff, like have everyone be like, oh, it's great, but no money for you. Like, oh my gosh, that would just infuriate me. And that, that, that gave me like so much anxiety, like in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's gonna happen to me one day and it's gonna be sad. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole scene with them just like, the his agent calling him and yeah. just saying like sorry it's not gonna happen and just ah just so much anxiety I don't do that kind of stuff I don't write plays but I felt anxiety because yeah rejection is not fun in any way shape or form and especially since like we felt his process of doing everything and putting everything together and like we felt that through the performance of Andrew Garfield. Again, bring it back to how amazing Andrew Garfield is. So it was just so, uh, gosh, it was, it was just so great just to, just to see. Well, I mean, like it was really sad to see like all (laughs) of that anxiousness and all that. Oh, I have to get this done by this deadline. Oh, I have to do this, do that. And then for it just to not pan out was just heartbreaking. I thought the movie was going to end there. And yeah. I, was, I was so nervous. I was like, this cannot be it. There, there, there needs to be more. And I was so happy that there was more. Yeah. I also think that it's a really good lesson that they teach to like, this is going to happen. I'm going to fail and it's going to be terrible. But yeah. sometimes you just got to keep going, even though you are just destroyed. You just can't go on. You got to find some semblance of like strength to move on. I think that's like something I'm going to take with me just going into like journalism I want to do journalism so going into that it's a tough industry so yeah I think everyone can take something from that kind of lesson of the creative process Mm -hmm. and then to wrap up the conversation with a little bit of a fun note a fun question what musical would you like to see adapted to the big screen next I know you said that you don't watch many or you're not as in tune but like do you have any that you're thinking of so I just listened to Hades Town actually, and I, I that's that's my pick. I I just listened to it, and it was funny because I listened to it in the car. I think I think I, I was needing to do something for class, but I literally sat there and listened to the whole thing, stalling while I had to like go do something for class because I was just like so invested and like I could feel like I could see everything that was happening and when like the big thing happens at the end I was like wait no that can't be the end and then yeah the last song happens I'm like wait hold on so then I had to like look up like what actually happened and yeah so I would I would love to see that on screen because unfortunately like I don't have thousands upon thousands of dollars to go see Hades Town. So I would like to see that. If not like the Hamilton version on Disney Plus, then something like In the Heights, like for Hades Town, I think would be really cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Those musicals that they film professionally, they put up, they're like pro shots, I think they're mm-hmm. called. And so like, that's kind of like a whole different thing. So like, there's so many musicals I think that like should be put on pro shot, like Hades Town, which amazing I haven't really gone through the whole soundtrack of that musical yet but I really want to and that's like my go-to I want to see that musical one day on Broadway because it yeah I've just heard about the story and for everyone listening who doesn't know what it's about Greek mythology and Persephone and then again Hades and that kind of story 
And I feel like if they did make a pro shot or made it an actual musical, they could attract more fans. Cause uh, while it does have a huge like fan base through like Broadway, I feel like if they made it like a real, like a, not a real musical, but like a real like live action movie musical, they could really garner some more attention and just casual moviegoers like they did with Mamma Mia or Hairspray or other movie musicals. Tick, tick, boom. We're talking about tick, tick, boom. Just those. I think that that would be really good. To like suggest me, suggest one for live action musical, I would have to say either maybe like definitely Hades Sound. I said that already, but also like I've heard of the musical Waitress, which is based off of a movie, which would be kind of weird to do a live action musical. So I guess not, but like a pro shot, I guess, is what I'm getting at um, for Waitress because I watched the actual like movie Waitress recently and it was pretty good. So I got to watch that musical, but I think they should definitely garner more attention. And then do you have any final thoughts today? Anything to add? about Andrew Garfield, Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm just so happy and proud of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Again, he just deserves all the awards, all of everything. It's hard to say, like, I want to say like, oh, I can't wait like, to see what happens next because I know how much anxiety that puts on him. And I can't imagine like how much pressure, like after, after Encanto, after In the Heights, after Tick, Tick, Boom, like after all of that, what he's going to come out with next, like I would understand if he just like took a break, took a year or two, like take a break and then went back into it. But yeah, I'm just so happy and so proud of him. If he ever listens, he's not going to listen, but I just want people to know. Maybe, maybe Mr. Miranda. Mm -hmm. This is our formal application to watch this. Um, Please, to listen to this, please. Whoever is listening right now, send this to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Spam his uh, DMs on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Side tangent. I saw, I follow this guy on TikTok. I don't know if you know this guy on TikTok that he, he literally sounds exactly like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm not sure if I know him, but... So the guy that sounds exactly like Lin-Manuel Miranda actually was in New York and actually met Lin-Manuel Miranda. So he was like, and, and actually Lin-Manuel Miranda knew the guy. Like he's like, oh yeah, you're the guy that does like impressions of me. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. But um, it's possible. We, we learned today that everything's possible. Mm-hmm. So our lesson of this film club today is that everyone can meet Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. That is true. You just have to go to New York. Yeah. to pay a bunch of money go to new york yeah exactly just just that simple you've been listening to film club a production of alaska teen media institute our show's theme music was composed by kendrick whiteman Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in anchorage alaska we would like to acknowledge the denina people whose land we work on Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Alaska State Council on the Arts. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com 
slash Alaska Teen Media. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth ages 13 to 24 who loves movies and is interested in being part of our film club, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join to find out more. Or you can email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Nico Coltrane. Thanks for listening.